Well, here we go again. Welcome back to the No Naps Till Bedtime podcast. Apologies for using that word. Not bedtime. I apologize for that. The last word. Nonetheless, that's what they call these things, so that's what I'm going to call it. Anyway, this is the uh, home of self-loathing, self-improvement, self-doubt and self-importance. Uh, delete as appropriate on any given day. And uh, you're all welcome here. It's been a little while, actually. I was, um, you know, people have been moaning. Uh, they've been saying, well, come on, when's the next one? And anyway, I said, mum, uh, I mean, I said to the uh, to the fans that, um, you know, I've got other things to do. I've got, um, you know, I've got to make the tears, then I've got to wipe them away, haven't I? So uh, by the time I've done that, I don't always have time to record stuff. But I did want to get a little bit of admin out of the way at the beginning. So uh, there's an email address, which I, I mean, it's not even a proper address, is it? It's just an alias for my normal, you know, home account. But I did it anyway. And it's the same as the podcast name. Oh, God, I've said it again. No naps till bedtime. That's all one word. Now, there's an important thing here. Till is spelt with a double L. It's not short for until, which is what some people think. So it's no naps till bedtime at outlook.com. And that's how you know this is a professional thing. You don't need to mess around registering silly domain names. Just use outlook, outlook.com. Job done. So what I want to know is how many of you have still got a hotmail.com address? Not hotmail.co.uk. That doesn't mean anything. .com. That's the one you want. I've, I've still got mine. I don't use it as the main address, um, but it's still there. So it works as a kind of alias. But it's a fairly embarrassing uh, address that I thought was hilarious at the time. Uh, so I can't really use it. So I, I do have this, this hotmail.com kind of entity, but I can't really use the address. It's bad enough that the one I've got for my own uh, use has the real and then my name after it. Uh, so wherever I go and they say, oh, I've got an email address uh, for this receipt, sir, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, do I have to? And then I'm like, the real. And they don't they don't hear what I'm saying. So I have to say T-H-E-R-E-A-L. Then it's my name. And then you can see them going to type then my And it's like, no, no, I mean then my name. And then I say my name and, and so on. And it's just awful. Anyway, so I've, I've had a go the other day at making a new alias so I can use instead and the best I can come up with is that I can find unused is my surname and then my first name and then obviously the domain uh, the you know at live.co.uk uh, and that's as short as I can get it really without just making up some random nonsense that, that I won't remember or won't mean anything so now it reads like a kind of um, I don't know like a school register or something like uh, you know surname first name it, it, it's almost as embarrassing but I'm going to stick with it and it will make it will make it easier when I'm in uh, top shop and having to uh tell them what my address is for their receipts i know why they do that as well because they want to email me but it's not in like a kind of freaky friendly way they just want to send adverts so don't make that mistake that reminds me actually of a time i was in i think it was volts nightclub in western supermare i don't know if it's still there and i'm pretty sure it was called volts it was spelt like v-o-l-t and then a z so you know you're in a good place when they've used a z uh, in, instead of an S at the end of a word to make it kind of seem a bit more funky. But anyway, it was there. And there were a couple of, um, I remember a couple of girls dressed up uh, wearing kind of, I mean, I was going to say cowboy clothes, but really I don't think I've ever, I don't think there were cowboys that looked like this. So they had they had what most people would say were cowboy hats on, but then they had kind of Daisy Duke shorts on and kind of like tequ- uh, like a holster, but with I think tequila or something in the in the holster. And they were giving out shots. And this is a long time ago. So, you know, when someone asked for your email, it kind of made more sense. So she was saying to me, like, oh, can I have your email? And there's me thinking, oh, this is going pretty well. You know, like she's asking for my email. She's giving me a drink already. She's wearing Daisy Dukes and, and likes cowboy things. I mean, that's pretty much everything I've ever looked for in a, in a human. 
Uh, and then anyway, I gave this, uh, and my God, did I get a lot of messages. And I also think I gave uh, my, what would have been quite an early mobile number. And I just got texted. And this is before I think they changed the uh, the law to protect the, against this kind of thing. So there was no like text stop to whatever. I just couldn't stop it. And uh, I don't know, it was on Nokia something or other. So probably it was difficult to block a number. I can't remember. But anyway, I just know I used to get a lot of texts from vaults. And the thing was getting texts from vaults. Yeah, we've all been there. Uh, and emails but the sad thing was that it reminded me of at that moment of how stupid I was to think that she was actually asking me for an email or a mobile number like you know for some other reason and and me not thinking that it was something to do with this this goddamn promotion that, that reminds me of another time as well so I was walking this is actually the same story but it just it's really just to indicate something about me more than anything else I was walking to work uh, this when I was in Bristol and um this girl was walking towards me. I, I, she was absolutely beautiful, not like overdressed or anything. Not not that I don't like, admire that and appreciate that, but I'm just I'm just saying it wasn't about like being all done up or whatever. She was just beautiful and had like really piercing eyes. I'm going to say this; it doesn't sound that nice, but I'm going to say like the eyes of a goat. But do you know what I mean? When you look in a goat's eyes, you know there's something going on, don't you? There's something a bit different, and it was like that, but in in a nicer way. They didn't have the she didn't have the sort of weird keyhole um, pupils. So there's this, it's, I've not described this very well. I, I don't ever say to somebody, oh, you're so beautiful, you've got the eyes of a goat. Anyway, so she, this goat girl came towards me and she started talking to me and I just thought, this is incredible. She's just come out of nowhere. I'm on my way to work. And she seems to just want to smile and talk, talk to me. And she started talking. And then she started talking about the Sisters of Forgiveness or something. And I realized that it was a religious thing. And she'd, she'd been, she was forced to do this as part of her, you know, religious responsibilities was just to talk to any old bloody cretin. God knows who she'd spoken to before. It was literally anyone that was passing. And and again, in that moment, I thought that she'd chosen me to come over to and to just spark up this conversation. And as I say this now, as I relay this now, I'm actually experiencing again uh, that some of some of the feelings of dis- disappointment. Anyway, I feel like I got the last laugh in this situation because I was given some kind of card with a mobile number that was scribbled on it. So I thought, huh, I know what I'll do here. I'll send a little text. So I sent a little text. And then basically I I sent it as though it was a kind of response to somebody who had shown a romantic interest. And you know what I got in reply? Absolutely nothing. So I feel like that was it. They were dumbfounded. They had no idea how to handle that. And yeah, that was yet again a story where I come out looking pretty good. It's also just reminded me of some of the uh, chuggers, you know, the charity muggers that you you get a lot of in in Bristol. And and I would walk along and in in my more crass days before I, you know, kind of grew up a bit or whatever. And they'd sort of stop me. And sometimes I try and be friendly and everything. But again, I I was kind of onto them because they're wearing a uniform that says I don't basically it doesn't literally say I don't fancy you. I'm just stopping you to steal money for a cause I don't believe in. But this is the only job I can get. Uh, at the moment it doesn't say that on the uniform but you know the uniform says that if you see what I mean so anyway I was wise to that at least but even then sometimes just you know just being a human being if somebody starts talking to you and and you know you like the look of them you kind of want to talk to them anyway about anything don't you I mean let's face it when you're attracted to somebody it doesn't matter what shit they're going on about within reason you just listen to it because you're not really you're not really listening so anyway it was similar sort of thing so you get these chuggers and some of them I'd speak to some of them look some guy with blonde dreadlocks or something and it looks like he's just got off Newquay Beach I'm not that interested in talking to him but some of these other ones have come over but then after a while I I realized that 
you know, it really was about the business and, and, I, and I didn't want to give them my card number or anything else like that. So occasionally I did, I did say, look, I'd be more than happy to speak to you as a person, but I don't really want to speak to me because I just sort of thought, yeah, if I play this a bit cool, you know, they'll see I'm a real, I'm a real person. I understand their pain. I, we both know they're doing this job and they don't want to and everything. And guess what? No, none of them ever, ever took me up on that. So I just carried on walking and they chugged someone else. And that's just reminded me of one other little story, which <laughs> it makes me laugh now because I know it wasn't funny at the time, but I just, I'd split up from um, one of my wives and um, I'd gone to live with my, one of my sisters. And uh, you know the way, the typical way of dealing with these things is to, is to drink a lot and whatever. Anyway, I'd gone down the, gone down the road, there's a pub down the road. It's at this time quite a small place. It's fairly big now. It moved in, it sort of expanded into the, the building next door. It used to be a bike shop and so on. Anyway, um, uh, I went in there, had a few drinks, quite a few drinks actually, on my own. So probably over the period of, let's say, I don't know, like an hour and a half, maybe two hours, probably had like five or six pints or something like that. Too much, you know, for the period of time. And then I thought, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask the barmaid if she wants to go for a drink. This will work. I hadn't really thought about this because I hadn't really thought about it from the point of view of someone who's working somewhere. Maybe they do, maybe they don't want to work there, but, you know, maybe they are, maybe they aren't impressed by uh, this guy who looks depressed uh, drinking quite fast on, on his own at about half past five on a Tuesday. Who knows what they're impressed by? That's not for me to, to judge. But it's just possible anyway that they've seen this kind of thing before and that this isn't something they're looking for in their lives. So anyway, now the mistake I've made here, and I've learned from this since, is that if you're going to go in and start asking questions of people, I'm fine, you know, you ask people if they want to do something, they say yes or no, don't bug them afterwards, but that's okay, I think you can ask. But the thing that I didn't have prepared is I hadn't, if you like, countenanced the idea that they might say no. Now this might have been the power of the uh, five or whatever pints of strong lager that I'd had but I just hadn't thought about that she said oh, no thanks I've got a boyfriend which is the old classic um and instead of you know me suggesting that she take my number until they split up or telling her that you know she he's not good enough for her and all the usual things that people say I I just went oh okay and I was kind of stood there at the bar the till thing it wasn't even like a proper bar as such. It was more like being stood in a cafe where you could drink. So it was, like a, it, it was like a till on a little table, you know, just didn't have that feel. Anyway, so, uh, and, at, and at this point, and then she goes, she says, well, uh, do you want another drink? And of course, at this point, I'm completely flummoxed. So I said, yeah, okay. And then I had this other drink. It's like, let's call it pint six. I don't know. But it was pint enough. Let's put it that way. I went and sat back down. And at this point, by the way, the other drinks that I'd, drunk all sat down were obviously like really coming into effect now so I could definitely feel I'd had a, had a bit and you should never dr drink when you're feeling down anyway it just doesn't go that well and and of course then I've got to like go through this and then my mind's sort of going like what have you done like this this must look terrible uh, you know it's just it was just embarrassing I was feeling low anyway so then I had to push through this pint and get that done and then leave and yeah, I mean, that's the end of the story, to be honest. But it was just the, it was just the cringe, the, the full cringe of that situation. And that's not the only time I've done. I've done those things many times, I think. And they've, they've very rarely worked. Like a few times they've worked out okay. But I mean, God loves a trier, but it turns out that barmaids don't. And I feel like that's actually a more important message about what barmaids like than it is what God likes or loves. Uh, because you actually meet more barmaids than you do God's. But I don't want this whole thing to be about my faint heart near one fair maid uh, performances. 
the the point is that's the end of that that there have been others we don't need to talk about them so another thing that I, I did promise i would talk about was um you know sex robots or electronic companions this kind of thing and i notice now I'm, I'm not an advocate for these things in any particular way i don't have a sponsorship or anything i don't have an electronic companion but it does surprise me that you've got this kind of situation where people are sort of very open about their kind of disgust about these things and 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 especially when they do talk about people who who express some notion of affection for one of these things whatever it might be what in whatever form and it, they talk about it in such a high and mighty way as if there as if there's no way that they would be fooled into some kind of affection for this and i i'm there thinking so what you're saying is that you wouldn't love or be able to spend time with and enjoy time with this kind of electronic device that looks broadly like a person or whatever it is you like might look like a sheep for all I know but anyway like something you like and you know it'd be impossible for you to feel any kind of thing impossible for you to get attached to it be impossible for you to want to uh, you know talk to this thing in the morning or interact with it in the evening or, or or feel lost without it or whatever and then well you know where this is going don't you have you forgotten about your phone they're already in love with a little flat re- rectangular thing that they fiddle about with, they get grumpy if they can't be near, they worry about whether the battery's going to go flat on it, they look at it first thing in the morning, they look at it last thing at night, uh, they love spending significant amounts of money on it, uh, upgrading it, whatever else, and they are absolutely proud about this. They put it in front of almost everything else that they do. They'll be on the damn thing even when their closest family and friends and partners and everybody else is vying for their attention they'll be gazing at this thing and it'll be shining back on them and then i think so what you're saying it's weird that you love something you know that you might also an electronic thing that you might also put your dick in or something and i think well it's kind of weirder really that you love something in that way that you can't have more of a relationship with you know they're absolutely love with it in love with it and it doesn't offer any of those other kind of natural physical human things don't have to just be sex but the basic form of the thing the appearance and so on anyway you get my point that i'm trying to make and, and i stand with this point and i also want to want to note that it actually it takes such a tiny amount of let's say recognizable humanity in something for people to be inspired uh, towards feelings of love and affection i mean you've only got i mean look for a start at the the different kinds of animals and so on that, that people love the very very uh, you know unlike us in in many ways but they only need to exhibit a tiny little bit of think something that we might recognize as kind of human and we are so keen to attribute that you got all the stuff with cats you know oh, he's brought me a gift and everything oh the dog this the dog that you think no it isn't doesn't work like that that's not what that animal's doing and you know you look at behavior animal behaviorists who actually understand about those animal behaviors and they say repeatedly that humans misinterpret them willfully because they want to bend them into their perception and to make it seem like they have this thing so they anthropomorphize the uh the, whatever it is into them and again you can see the same thing you know we happily watch films and, and cartoons and so on where you've got something like a car and it's just got like a little face and it moves or whatever or it has a human voice and we feel for it we care for it we don't like it when it you know the mishaps occur in its life and so on and that's how easy it is for us and we do that right from the youngest possible age you know we're not presented with realistic uh, models and toys and so on we're presented with anything but if we as humans can find a human element or aspect to that thing we can feel for it 
so my point is not to advocate for these things, but it is simply to say that anyone who's out there thinking that they are above or better than these things, I'm going to argue that they're not, and I'm going to argue that they are in some form already in love with and care about and have cared about and will continue to care about so many things that aren't human and aren't human connections. And the fact that we are putting so much effort now in this world and through our technology into making things which really do either, it's mostly about behavior actually, but the, the look is another element to it, but the, certainly the behavior and the response and everything, putting all this effort into things that do, do behave and respond in a relatively recognizable human way, look out because it will, uh, the, we people will be forming relationships with it and it will be unavoidable. They already get angry at Alexa. Other people already defend Alexa when people are being rude to it in their home. Someone comes along, people already feel defensive. If someone shouts at your, you know, Echo Dot or whatever, and it, and it's like, okay, I can shout at that Echo Dot, but you can't, you know, that that's that's a that's an exact uh, replica, really, or, you know, of what we do with people and what we do with our other relationships, where, where we feel these bonds and then we don't want other people to intrude on them. There will be room for jealousy. There will be room for everything. There'll be room for envy uh, as people have different ones or better ones or whatever else. And I'm simply saying I defy anyone to claim that they are not capable of some kind of relationship with something that isn't a human and just maybe not to be quite so judgmental of it especially if you've already got a phone and it isn't a nokia 6210 or whatever the goddamn things were uh because yeah okay they're not very human although they do have snake and snake was a good game anyway i feel like i've ranted on enough i think of some I, there's an, another thing i want to cover i was thinking the other day about especially the early years of my work when various jobs i've had and, and some of the people i've worked with some of the experiences there and, and particularly some of the just bizarre awful things that uh, people have said or or, or, uh, or or that I've heard about and seen and I feel like those need telling so uh, remind me if I don't and um, I don't know what to say really it's what is it it's February it's almost Valentine's Day well everybody knows what a fun day that is so I wish you all love and whether you're in love with your uh, your wife your dog your calculator um, your computer uh, rubber sleeve or, or, or a uh, you know a vibrating cylinder i don't really care just uh, as long as you're happy see you soon bye